Hello everyone, I'm Miriano Noha and thank you for tuning in to the special episode. It's no news that a revolution is taking place right now in Nigeria and support from all over the world has been felt. The menace that was SARS has victimized numerous citizens from all over the country. We are pleased to lend our platform to give a voice to small citizens to put their stories out there and prefer the solution they think would work. Welcome to Developers Chronicles, my SARS experience. everyone I'm Bulu and really the whole point of this call wait can you guys hear me yeah loud and clear yeah yeah awesome so okay the whole point of this call really is just to um, get more stories out there you know there can be a way when it can be it can be how people will see this whole thing and think it's been exaggerated. Sure, uh, there are actually, you know, video clips and um, written stories out there. But when there are more stories, it doesn't really matter. More stories being out there, it just it adds the credibility and increases. You know, it adds more fire, adds more fuel to the fire that's already burning. So that's the whole point of everything that is happening here. Um, Tabitha and Marian. Okay, I'm not sure if Marian is still on the call. Will be will be anchoring most of it, so yeah. If you have any, you know, SARS experience, you know, you've experienced being molested or um, unlawfully handled by the SARS, you're free to share your story here. Um, you know, when the stories are out there, it shows that we we don't want. We want more than just you know a change of name, or you know a change of um, just. We, we are not here to be appeased. We are here for real change. In a sense, a change of ideology, a change of everything. So yeah, if you have any story, you have experienced, or you want to say something concerning this, you are free to unmute yourself and take the stage. Um, hello everybody, good morning, good afternoon. Okay, things we are still waiting for you, you know, to actually join us. Oh. Hello? Hello, I think there's a problem with, in Marianne's end. Yeah, there's a problem Mirazen. Okay. Yeah. So those are here. If you know there's a sad experience you want to share or you just want to say something concerning the entire thing, the way, you know, how th how it's being handled, what changes you would like to see, you're free to, you know, unmute yourself and speak. Miriam, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. We can hear you. Okay, sorry. Um I don't know as texted Reno on Twitter. Hopefully she joins us in the next few minutes. Okay, while we're waiting, we have Ikwemi with us here because during this whole yeah, during this whole SARS thing, he has actually been very, 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 very active. Like, he has been pulling out massive crowd. And a few minutes ago, I actually saw on Twitter that they've um, disbanded SARS. I don't know how true is, how true that is. But, I'm um, sorry, Ikwemi, you could 
can actually unmute yourself now. The floor is open to you. What do you think is the way forward? What do you think the tech community could actually do to actually end this whole SaaS thing? Because it is going affecting us very well because owning a laptop means today means you're actually a G boy or a G girl. Owning an iPhone, the same thing. So we're actually deeply affected. Like even if you go out with your um this thing. What would I, your laptop receipt, they don't freaking care what's, whether it is your own or it is not your own. So, like, it is actually hitting us very, 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 very well. So, what do you think? What do you think that, what do you, what, what do you suggest the tech community as a whole should do to actually end the whole SaaS thing? So, Doc, your, the floor is open for you to talk. You can unmute yourself now. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Mariana. Thanks for inviting me on. Uh, pleasure to connect with everybody here. Um, so, um, to the, I'm just reading myself now that um, the IGP has come out to disband SARS, um, and they they have said though that they will, you know, redeploy the people in SARS to to other units, um, and then look to potentially prosecute people that you know flouted the law. Now it's yet to be seen how that will play out, but I guess we can say that that is a, a short-term victory in that they have. A, Yes, to the demand of uh, you know ending SARS. Um, now, the challenge I've always had with this uh, protest is this exact point. You know, so what the government has succeeded in doing is dissipating the energy, but really, what we are fighting against here is, on the surface, you know, you might think it's just end SARS, but what we're actually asking for is two things: accountability. That is what people are asking for. And what they've done is, you know, certainly agreed to say, oh, we're going to disband SARS. But what happens next? And I'm afraid that, you know, all these energy that we have um, gathered, that we may not have actually deployed it in an efficient manner to ultimately drive home that accountability and rule of law that we need. For example, Buhari has still not spoken to us. How can a country be basically you know, um, a large proportion of the country be complaining out on the streets. The police are shooting, using water cannons, using tear gas. People are, have been shot dead. And yet the president of the country doesn't think it's enough for him to get on TV and speak to the people. Like that is the problem is that there is zero accountability and the rule of law doesn't exist. And so it's, it's not enough for the government, for the IGP to come out and say, oh, we've disbanded SARS. Buhari needs to come out and sack the IGP and actually commits in a very simple and clear way that he is with the people. He clearly is not. And I think that, you know, if we think that just because they've said, oh, we're going to disband SARS, that is enough, that is not enough. Now, going to the point of what the tech community can do, I think we we need to find a way to engender accountability and rule of law. Now, how that will happen, I think, you know, it's it's up to different people to find where they can apply themselves. But I think it's going back to the democratic process that how can we have the leaders that we put in place accountable to us? If you look at the constitution, there's a number of ways actually. And I think that the challenge is those ways are difficult, especially if you have manual processes. But if we can apply technology to make them a bit easier, that's where the opportunity is. And so Marquesian tweeted about, you know, getting 20,000 people to recall their um, Senate president. That is something that we in tech can, can enable happen far quicker and far more um, um, easier using technology. Similarly, you know, we can start the process to actually impeach Buhari because I don't see why we shouldn't be doing that. 
um, the constitution says that you know the president can be impeached on account of gross misconduct. Now, if this is not gross misconduct over the last few days, I don't know what is. Staying silent while people are being shot dead, you know, why peaceful protesters are being violated, that is gross misconduct. So, can we use technology to provide a process where we get one third of the of the national assembly to begin that process and pressure another one third to bring it through? I think that's really where we should be looking at how can we use technology to mobilize people in a pointed and directed manner to demand accountability um i think that's really where we need to go because just saying oh you know we've, we've won with nsars i don't think that's enough because you know these people are not going to disappear you know we haven't brought anybody to book nobody's head has rolled in every other country when something like this happens somebody is sacked quite publicly that's not happening here so for me that's where we need to take all this energy and continue to advocate and actually physically do things to make sure that people's heads roll because roll because there's no other way like accountability must happen and i don't see that happening yet um thank you so much for sharing that i am tabi from from kenya and i'm also part of dev chronicles that uh, we are moderating this session but I, I went on twitter and i saw everything is going on on sars back in kenya and you're like it's really sad what is going on but you know we don't really have like a clear picture of what is happening i don't know if you mind sharing your experience just to let us know what exactly it is what what exactly are people fighting for you know i don't know if you don't mind absolutely so i'm happy to go first i know there's many of many stories here um, yeah. But personally, I mean, one night I was driving home um, and these guys, so they had the special anti-robbery squad. You know, you find them on the streets um, wearing plain clothes. So they're not actually identifiable generally. Some of them I wear like a, a jacket, um, but they carry, you know, assault rifles and AK-47. So they stopped me. Um, they asked for all my particulars. You know, I was a young person driving a nice car. That's generally who they target. Um, you know, they stopped me, asked for my papers. Um, you know, I had everything complete, um, so he really didn't have any any reason to to detain me. And so he starts asking for you know crazy things like, oh, where's where's the receipt of the plate number of the car? I'm like that doesn't exist, you know. And then you know when he sees that I'm you know I'm not really um, I'm not really obeying or following him, he immediately threatens me and says, listen, you know I'm SARS, I could easily just shoot you here and nothing will happen, um, you know. And so I I realized very quickly it was late that you know there's there's no winning here. Um, and so, you know, I, I very quickly give him a bribe and go away. Now, in my team, we've got a number of developers and they have similar stories, you know, of you know them being stopped, asked to, you know, um, if you have an iPhone in particular, they'll ask you to open it up. They'll search, they'll go on Twitter, you know, they'll, they'll look at your emails. If you've got anything related to Bitcoin, for example, you know, they'll accuse you of being a fraudster. You know, they might, you know, take you to the station, they'll extort you, they'll take you to an ATM, ask you to pull out money. You know, like they'll do all sorts. They'll detain you for days um, and extort you. So that's like a general trend for developers on my team and across the country. Um, don't know if other people have uh, similar experiences to share, but that's kind of what I've seen personally. Interesting. It makes me wonder, are they meant to fight robbery or are they actually robbing from the youth? Anyway. No, no, they are the robbers. They are essentially robbers because most people are actually <laughs> not afraid of, as afraid of robbers as they are of this anti-robbery squad. They are actually the robbers. Well, that, that is so sad. I think I'll I'll direct this to Miriam um, to call the second person to share her experience. Wow, like listening to your own story, and I'm like. This is this. I don't know. I, I don't want to say this country is terrible, but 
I don't I don't have any words to use for it. Okay, so, um doc, I've actually listened to it and it's actually a very, very insightful thing. So before we actually move on to the next so, um Solibomari is actually on the call. She is actually going to like talk from her own perspective, what she thinks is the way forward. Okay, doc, you actually said something about accountability. I don't know, but actually can you please rephrase that? statement again because i think you lost me there like i was trying to understand accountability in what sense like in what sense accountability is that there is a consequence right so if you look at um if you look at a startup for example i mean i'm I'm the founder and ceo of a startup uh, but i report to a board right and so if if i don't run the company well the board can fire me now similarly um as ceo i've got you know um, managers and team leads that report to me now, if they don't meet their targets, I'll fire them, right? So that's accountability is that there is a process for giving feedback to somebody based on how they do, especially when they do poorly, that we can give them feedback. And so the the, the fear of that or the availability of that option means that, you know, as a manager, you do your job right for fear of being fired. As a CEO, I do my job right because the board can get rid of me. So that is accountability, that every system should have a check and balance to it so that that person in power doesn't overstep their boundary and they act in the best interest of the people they are meant to serve. In a democracy, there are established rules for accountability. For example, the president can be impeached if he oversteps his bounds. Similarly, you know, people in the parliament can be recalled. In the police, if you shoot somebody, you should be prosecuted. You know, in the army, if you and break the rules of engagement, you're court-martialed. So every system needs a check and a balance, especially for people in power. That's the accountability that we need and is lacking. Um, a lot of accountability in politics in particular is actually soft accountability, you know, such that when people go out on the streets, the president shows up on TV. Like, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine, you know, protesters, for example, in the UK, and being on the streets for days and the prime minister doesn't get on tv and address them like that's hard to imagine so there's a lot of soft accountability there it's clear we don't have that at all in nigeria and that's a big problem is that people don't have to be on the streets for days you know being violated before we get you know a token response from not from the person we elected because remember we didn't elect the igp the igp is appointed by the president you know, so that shows that there isn't really accountability there. The, the, the accountability should come from the top, the person we elected that tells us this is what I'm going to do to solve the concerns that you have. Wow. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, is there any other question for Doc? If you have any question, you can actually unmute him. Sorry, unmute yourself rather and ask before we move on. Is there any question? Well, mine is not really a question, but I think so. When he when he talked about uh, accountability in terms of the government, and I couldn't help but also think that maybe the same should also apply. Let's say if it's the police uh, unit or something, so that when these stars officials, I don't know if they're officials or whatever they are called, but if they, they so that when they do some things or the things they do to you know to the society, the people out there, that they will know the consequences of the action. That if this happens to them, or maybe. The people who are on a higher rank than them could actually at least you know have some rules or things to actually make them not do whatever they are doing so that they know if we do this this is what is going to happen they're going to be fired immediately so i don't i don't know if they're really good ones in there but let me just assume all of them are just terrible but i think that accountability should also be in not even the the government at large but also 
among them and even the people who are like their bosses or something like that. I don't know what you guys think. Yes, but that's that's the central challenge is that there is there is no consequence because the whole system is corrupt. And so a lot of the rumors that we hear is that all this goes back up to the top. So all the extortion that happens on the ground by the you know, SARS people that, you know, cuts, so there's kickbacks that go all the way to the top. And so it's clear that there is a lack of accountability all the way through to the management of these, this organization. So really, what should happen is that the, the head of the organization and the management team should all be fired as a clear and direct statement that this is not tolerable. Anything other than that shows that, oh, actually, you know, you can get away with this if you kind of know the right people. That's the challenge right now. You know, is that there is zero consequence for doing it. If you have friends in high places who you kick back some of your ex uh, proceeds of extortion to, then really you're alone to yourself. Nothing will happen. Now, there's a bigger problem around the politicians themselves using these same people, you know, for their nefarious activities around, you know, elections. If you need an election kind of, you know, rigged or some violence meted out to your opponents, this is the same crew that you often use. So they've got, you know, some. Uh, um some bad uh, information on you so they could easily blackmail you right so there is also that that angle as well is that really you can't you can't ask somebody to be accountable and to be clean if you yourself aren't you know so it's all a big 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 mess okay sir i think um, i have one more question for you before we move on to boma sorry okay now that with the whole i'm going to buy like place it in the tech community now apart from mark essen I, I don't think i've not seen any other nigerian tech communities than you like backing this whole NSAS thing like it is actually our fight and we're working for most of them and them being silent means that okay is it that they don't care about us or they prefer what like the whole um, assault harassment the opening of fire or because actually, you know, I want to actually understand because you are a CEO and a co-founder also. So I want to understand why most tech communities in Nigeria are actually not saying anything about it. Like, it's actually not cool. Um, yes, um, I totally agree with you. Now, I cannot speak for other people and say why or why not. But I've learned all the time is that in situations like this, you need to follow the, the money, right? So it's economics. And so if you trace the source of income for a lot of companies, now, now let's say general across the board in Nigeria, a lot of that ultimately traces back to people in government or who are friends of government. Um, and so what that means is that you always have to be in the good books and pally and say things that tally what the government in power says, because very easily you could lose your access you know, to the, to the economic opportunities that you have based on that. Now, I don't know if that applies broadly to the tech community, but I would suggest that perhaps that is one of the reasons why people aren't as vocal because they fear, you know, that they might lose some deals or lose some opportunities. Um, and so they, they will not come out and say, I know that underground and underneath people are, you know, donating and doing certain things, but they just wouldn't want to, you know, come out um, um, clearly and boldly. I was talking to another tech CEO who will remain nameless and this is what he's doing. He's like, well, I don't want to associate my company with this, but on the ground I'm doing things. Um, and I guess, you know, everybody has their own battle and the way they want to approach it. But I think it's important that more of us have alternative means 
of um, sustaining ourselves economically so that we can, without fear or favor, say the truth and not be afraid that, you know, we wouldn't have something to eat the next day. Because that is the central problem here is, you know, the government being the, the largest contributor to the economy, um, a lot of us are behoven to keep the people in power happy. Otherwise, they will remove the opportunity for us to end. Okay, I think I understand where they are coming from now. But still, we need most of their backups to do a lot of things. Like, we're looking up to a lot of people, and most of them are just keeping mute. Like, or even if you actually did underground work, it's actually way cool. But we actually want to see what you are doing. Like, we want to know that, yes, you have our back. We want to know that, yes, you are listening to our cry. It's not just about the payments. Like, our lives depend on it. I know a friend has been stopped by SARS. They actually beat him. After beating him, he had to pay 20000 naira to them. Why? And then he's actually working for a Nigerian company. And even during this whole thing, it was like, Marianne, the so-called company he was even working for has not said anything about it. I'm not like, man, I don't know. Apart from Mark Essen and you, I haven't seen any other person. And it's actually really, really not cool. Like, we need to actually help us. So we don't have any other person to actually rely on except us. So because the so-called president of the country is not saying anything about it. Like, how would you just come, want to address it, addressing us straight with, like, I don't understand why. Why is that done? It's actually really, really not cool. But I understand everybody is looking for everybody's watching out for how they eat that's the number one thing sustainability and everything understand but sir, you could actually just wait and listen to Buma. Buma, the floor is yours now please unmute yourself Buma. she's actually on the call Buma, said on b Okay. Hi guys, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hi, can you hear me? Hi everyone. Okay, so what was your question? I was like, in your own view, what do you think we need to do right? Like, to actually end the whole SARS thing? We need to, and we need to hold our leaders more accountable. It was just like what Jemekmeme was saying when I joined the call, we need to hold them accountable for things to change. It can't just be, in Nigeria, we're used to like quick fixes, do you understand? So something is disturbing, disband. But in other countries, somebody even gets sacked. But in Nigeria, that's never a part of the quick fix, do you understand? It's maybe um, suspension, like the story that keeps popping up. I don't know if um, any one of you has heard, but the person who was responsible for the Apple 6, apparently he was dating a girl and they broke up and she and her friends went clubbing and he had some of his officers um, rain fire on them and kill all six of them. And, and then people, there was outrage and all of that. And he got suspended for for a few years and then when everything died down and of course maybe people that were outraged at the time were no longer outraged anymore they reinstated him paid him all his salaries in areas and now he's an, an assistant inspector general so um for this one i don't think like we should do quick fixes we shouldn't rejoice that they have disbanded them we should we should hold them accountable so some people have named like prominent staff officials 
who had little demons, who kill, who are proud, who are arrogant. We need to make an example of those people. They need to be persecuted. People even have evidence. There are videos circulating about of police officers summarily executing people. So we need to finger, even if it's just five of those people, prosecute them, our eyes need to be on it, and then they go to jail so that it will serve as a lesson. But in Nigeria, someone will commit a crime, go into the shadows, stay for a bit, and then come out and be brand new. So so we can't we can't do quick fixes. We have to stay on top of things now and always. And um, that is my contribution. Okay, I understand it. Okay, I don't know if you saw the tweet a few, uh, few minutes ago where they said they've disbanded the whole SAS thing. Are you buying the idea? Do you think, like, okay, it's actually going to work or they're just doing it to actually, like, not allow the protest go on again or what? Boma, unmute yourself. Boma, unmute yourself. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I had no idea. So, yeah, I said um, I don't agree at all. So I was in a group of people when we had news this afternoon that the president had made a statement and the inspector general had also made a statement. I do not for one second believe that they intend to follow through on that. So I think this is the most noise Nigerians have made in in like in the time that i have been alive in this country and it's not a noise that is going to die down immediately there's sustainability there are people donating to carry the movement on and people are going in batches so people are protesting in the morning people are going back home to rest and people are continuing in the afternoon so i reckon that they have seen that okay this is serious these people are not playing so let's just do something that will quiet them down let them go back into their houses and then we go back to 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 factory settings as usual i don't think they're going to they're i mean this thing started about four days ago and people were on ground and we have a president in this country nobody made a statement no emergency plenary session they were shooting i just um, spoke to someone this morning unfortunately i couldn't be at the abuja protest yesterday and i was speaking to someone who was there and the story he was telling me they barricaded them on two sides had them in the middle so that no one could escape and then they started to tear gas them and start to shoot at them so people couldn't even run away so if you tried to run through the back they would use like guns or buttons to hit you back in and then they start picking people and arresting them i mean they arrested people in ogun abiyokuta um and frame them as murderers and they have them in jail and even people with privilege and power i mean i experienced that, that firsthand last year that in nigeria no matter how much privilege you have if an order comes from above to release you from a situation it's more difficult for you to leave that situation than if an order came for you to be detained so even if they were powerful lawyers they were sons they were privileged people on their case trying to get them out of prison yesterday they couldn't they spent the night in jail and see when you spend the night in jail a lot changes in the night because there were no people there so in that night they could have moved some of them to another prison anything could have happened so that does not that's not the body language of people who want to change things do you understand if they wanted to change things there will be no that pushback, even as they're coming to tell us they disbanded stars. So they're saying they disbanded stars. Have they said anything about the, the young boy, Jimo, that was killed in Ogbomosho? Have they said anything about the people that were battered and, and um, unlawfully arrested and are in jail? Like, they're not saying anything about that. So it's just a quick face. It's like you... It's like how we see in American movies, someone has a gunshot wound and they quickly use cloth and tie. You will still die if you don't go to hospital. So they just want us to shut up and then... 
it will go back to business as usual. I am not buying it at all. Wow, thank you. Thank you, Obama. Please still stay on the call. We'll have another question. Oh, yeah. You. Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm fully here. It's just that sometimes I mistakenly unmute my video thinking I've unmuted myself. I'm here. No problem. Well, we have... Thank, thank you okay. for having me. All right. Um. Okay. The next person that's actually supposed to talk is Reno, but I think she's going to join back. She just left the call. She's going to join back. So, meanwhile... Um, at this question is actually going to go to Doc about the whole um death of the guy. May he so rest in peace. That, that for to to me, I feel the government should have not just given us its sweets. Like somebody lost their life, the family, the friends, and everything. And all you have to do is just to come today and tell him or tell us you've disbanded. Sars. like we lost somebody yesterday did you not see it like did you not see it i don't know what do you think i don't know again like i'm actually very pissed right now like somebody lost like died yesterday due to the whole police brutality and everything so do you feel like we need to actually reform sas or we need to actually take it away like we don't need them again what do you feel or what do you think um yes i mean the 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 government has shown time and time again that they do not value Nigerian lives. You know, if you look up in the north, is the amount of people that are dying on a regular, and and the government says nothing about it. Whereas you know, Trump Trump has COVID, and you know we are out telling him, oh, you know, get well soon, or something happens in 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 in, in a random country, and the government is re releasing a statement. Whereas something happens in our own local place where people, hundreds of people die, and nobody cares. So the government has time time and time again shown that they have no regard for Nigerian lives. Um, and that's again, you know, I mean, I happen, this comes back to the idea of accountability because, well, you know, what happened? So they, they haven't said anything about people that have died in the past. What did we do? We did nothing. So for a very long time, we've been a docile people who have just accepted everything that this government meets out to us. And so why are they going to stop? You know, power is never given involuntarily. We have to take it away from them. And so this idea that the IGP is going to come and tell us, oh, I've stopped SARS. We didn't vote the IGP. Was it the IGP going around the country asking us to vote for him? Was it the IGP that was dressed as an Igbo man or dressed as a, as a Yoruba man or dressed as an Ibibio man asking us to vote? It wasn't the IGP. So why is the IGP telling us something that, uh, that clearly he doesn't even have the power to do? Because it is the president that has the executive power to direct this. So, I mean, if we're going to take this, it shows that we don't understand the game that we've been playing all along. The guys at the top know what's going on, and they're going to continue to misdirect us and try to, uh, you know, assuage our ultimate, um, the ultimate problems and try to, 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 to push us to, to the side. We have to be strategic and understand what we're asking for. If Buhari himself doesn't come out and say it, Nobody should accept it because nobody accept no nobody voted for IGP. So I see people saying congratulations, Nigeria. Congratulations for what? We haven't achieved anything, you know. And this is I think this is the problem, especially with the with the youth. You know, we 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 were very quick to we're very quick to to congratulate ourselves and say, oh, you know, we've done something. We haven't done anything, you know. Just what three four days, and then somebody says, oh, in a tweet or somebody comes on TV that we didn't vote for to say that I've, I've stopped this and we agree when people have died. That's not good enough, you know? That's simply not good enough. People must be sacked. Buhari must be on TV every week giving us an update. You know, we need to have a forum 
because we are saying that we don't feel like you're listening to us. So give us a forum where we will send 10 young people every week from all parts of Nigeria to talk to you directly. That's the kind of stuff I want us to be saying. Because do we have to come back again and protest if in a month's time nothing has changed? Because that is a real possibility. Do we still want to come back and protest? And we know that that's not going to work at that point because people are going to be like, well, we did this before and nothing happened. So these are the kind of demands we should be making. The problem I've always had with this protest is there's no strategy behind it. People are not banding together to say what is the ultimate lasting goal that we can get. Something like having the president come out and speak and give us a weekly update where 10 Nigerians go to talk to him one-on-one. -on -one. That's what I want to see because then they can tell him, oh God, this thing you are doing is not working because we're on the streets and SARS is still bothering us. We're on the streets, we are still hungry. We're on the streets, we can't get healthcare. We're on the streets, we can't get education. Because that's what we're fighting for. We're not fighting for SARS. We're fighting for a better country. We're fighting for a country that works for everybody. SARS is just the start. And if we think that, oh, just because they say they've disbanded SARS, that's the end, then we don't really know what we're fighting for. Sir, please, can you contest I'm next year, 2023? <laughs> <laughs> can you contest yeah. 2023? Because you have my vote. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. The problem is that Nigerians don't understand what is going on. I think that's the heart of the problem, is that we don't understand what is going on. It's very easy for the politicians we've always known to misdirect us and to tell us you know, the, the things that we like to hear. Because the honest truth is that we as a people have to make hard decisions ourselves. Because if I were to run, and I do want to run for office, because I can't sit back and take this nonsense anymore, I will ultimately run. But I know I probably won't win. Because I will come and I will tell you the truth. I will come and I tell you that I won't do what people have been doing. I will not be doing all this misdirection that Nigerians like, right? And we don't like that truth. Because I will tell you that you yourself need to do things a little bit differently, you know? So, so ultimately, yes, I would like to. But I think we ourselves are not ready. And I think if we don't use this opportunity that NSA is giving us to change the way we think about how we interact with our leaders. Because ultimately, leaders serve us. We don't serve them. They serve us. If we don't change that mentality and mindset, then these guys will always still have a way to come back and divide us and us have us work for them instead of them work for us. True, true. Wow, wow. That's quite true, Sha. Because I feel they are just giving us the same story over and over and over and over and over again. Thank you, sir. Okay, merci, Oni. Umboli said you have a story to share while we wait for Reno to actually join. She just texted. She said she wants to quickly do something. She'll join us on the call. Probably we've not ended it before she's done. So, Mercy, you have the floor. Your sad story and how you think we as a tech community can push forward. Like, we're tired of being stopped. I'll be paying 20k. You can unmute yourself. You can unmute yourself and talk. Merci. Um. <clears throat> Hi. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, yeah, I, I kind of have a few stories to share. Some personal and some to people really close to me. So, uh, I think the first encounter I had with Seth was around um, early this year or so. My friends and I were going out, going on Uber, and then the woman was just like talking that, ah, that um, 
some stars guy and um, some stars officials stopped him and because he had some guys at the back and he knew that finally uh, initially I, I knew that stars they always have fire with boys and and robbers and stuff but that then I didn't know this this was telling more people before it escalated to this so he was talking about them arresting his passengers, how he had to go all the way to his office, to the police station. He had to use the money he had gathered the entire day, about 50k, to bail himself out. He had nothing to do with it. And they arrested him and the passengers. But he, his passengers did about 150k, and he himself had 50k. So the staff officers gave a total of 200,000 from him and the passengers that day. So we were going. And around that, um, I don't, I'm not really good with roads, but it was like before Lekki Bridge, we were stopped. And it was just me and my friend and the, the driver. So I was wondering why they would stop us because uh, I don't know, I'm not being like biased or anything. We are ladies, we are not guys, we are not people that, okay, we don't have dreads, we don't, according to the stereotype that we look out for, we are not wearing chains and stuff and all of that. And then they stopped us, they asked us where are we going to, we're like, we're going now, what does that have to do with you stopping us? They asked for the drivers, the particulars and all of that. And he showed them his car was in good condition and everything. And then they asked my friend that, okay, they want to see our phone. And my friend is this kind of person, she's like a no number person. Instead asking them, there were about three guys, one was fair, the other one, they were actually black and they held guns. And my friend was like, Why would you check my phone? You have no right to check my phone. We told you nothing is going on. We are clean. They don't know why you're searching us. But on our way to go, like, we were going somewhere and the person said, Yes, eh, that they just want to be sure that eh, they are trying to, you can impersonate anything, you can protect anyone, and stuff like that. They dragged the matter on until I had to, like, you know, tell them that this doesn't make any sense. I have rights. And you can't just stop me and decide that you want to like breach my privacy by checking my phone and suspecting things are not right. That was how we felt talking and arguing. They we spent like over 30 minutes to decide that okay. Then one man came in and because I didn't see their car, I didn't even know how they got there, I didn't know how they were parked. And one man just said like give this one, give you some, they don't have anything, that kind of thing. That was how we left. But I was just annoyed that why would they just stop people for no reason and decide to because I was scared there when I saw the guns with them. I was scared that mm-hmm. I just hope these guys don't try anything for me. I was even almost calling my aunt because she's also a producer. So I was almost calling her that CEO, there's some officers here. I don't understand what they want. If you guys can do something about it. But fortunately, thank God, the left us without anything happening. But apart from that incident, about three of my friends, I know one of them that that one happened just last month. Well, um, he gave his car to the mechanic to repair for him and on the way back, um, some officials talked to the mechanic and they asked for the details particulars of the car. He gave them and he said he should get down. That he's a Yahoo boy, he cannot be driving a car like that. And the guy told them that, okay, I am a mechanic. I, 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 this car belongs to my boss. I am, I took the car to repair and so I said, if you don't call your boss, he will release you. So my friend had to go all the way to the place. It happened at um, um, Lekki Spring, but he didn't tell me the exact location. I don't have to go to this place. And then they stopped me that guy, they're not why like I wish I could share the pictures of the car to this place. They 
craft I don't know how they do the the back car like the legs of the entire bonnet, the entire bumper, they removed the back of the car. He took my friend into his car into their car, drove him to the police station. He said he had to drop a total of a hundred and fifty thousand euros before they released him. Because they said eh, why would he they check his phone, they saw his slack and everything and the developer and the senior engineer and they said eh, why would he what what job is he doing to warrant him getting that kind of car and having that because they even breached his privacy by checking his account balance and he said he's obviously into kind of like fraud or something for him to own that. But he kept on telling them that you guys can't do this. This is my legit work. You can't say that because okay I have a car. So I can't drive my car in peace and they bust the car to the point that he had to do an entire fix on the car and it was really bad. I felt bad for him. Another friend I don't know I'm I don't think this is making sense but these stories are actually really pissing me off and as soon as I just have to do whatever I could to try to make sure that people always hear that stars they are bad people because a friend of mine, this one was even hurt physically, he was pushed out of his car and he was beaten up badly. He had to be hospitalized simply because he's doing a good job. He's also a developer as well. And I feel like a lot of tech guys are facing like they're experiencing a lot of mental from these guys and this is not right. So um, I, I don't know, they should just, those people that the evidences they have, the officers that are killing people, beating them up, they should call them to bar and then like just do something about it. So I, this is just the story that I have to say, I'm saying. I don't know if it makes sense or not, but that's just it. I don't know what that's saying about it. It doesn't get too long. So thank you. If I may ask you a question. um. So these SARS people, do they only um, attack or harass the male guys or are the females also included in this? Because I've, I've only heard of stories right, only the you know, Yes, I just, shared my own, I just shared my own experience. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm not telling you anything yet. Okay. So obviously they harass both, both ladies and men. In fact, <laughs> I don't want to add this because I felt like it was very petty. Okay, yesterday, this just happened around my area here. I went to the market to get something, and then at the junction the market, I saw their, their car there, and about eight sets of officials, they told, I, I saw them, I didn't really know what happened, but, and I don't want to jump into conclusions, but I saw them entering a random passenger's car, like, shouting, they were really talking, and people were just standing, they couldn't do anything, so I just waited, I was like, ah, what's going on, what's going on, and they were all armed. And a lady was trying to discuss with them that, I don't know, like, maybe she was telling that nothing is wrong or something. The, the way they held her was very wrong. And the other man was shouting at them, telling them that nothing is going on. They talked to Sky, was a silver traitor coming, and I don't know what happened. But the way they handled the lady was wrong, and they kept on shouting at the man. Then one of them just suddenly entered the car and then pushed the man into the car forcefully and they, they were talking about driving off. So I just left the scene and then took a bike back to my house because I didn't want to know what was going to happen. So they even end up shooting or something. And that was just yesterday at the market close to my house. So obviously I asked both ladies and males. Well, that is very that is pretty sad. I mean, I can only imagine because I don't know, I, was, I just uh, saw one of the stories where a young a young woman, I don't know, I think she was on her way to home or something, and 
at the end of it all they took her to the uh they asked her if she had money she said she didn't have money i don't know how they, they found out that she had money so they took her to our bank yeah they took her to our bank and then asked her to withdraw all the money i mean i'm just trying to imagine the whole thing having to accompany someone to the atm to withdraw and stand there and watch them withdraw and th this is the school fees of that young girl i mean that's the only money she had to actually pay for her school fees i guess when they resume school and then now they, they take it all away i mean i really can't even try to start imagining how 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 painful that is and why 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 will they even go to that extent even oh my goodness i think this thing is very uh very deep and i think even as as everyone is saying the, the fact that they are banning them is not even enough i think more needs yeah, to be done yeah, and yeah. a lot of accountability yeah. i mean this, this is so yeah. sad because the, the way they export people both normal students and others yeah you just export them in a very wrong manner some people the money they have a guy shared his story on twitter that it was his last cash we collected from him and he even had to go to the hospital to treat himself after beating him up i mean that's just an easy man and this is this is really sad i just hope that i don't know uh yeah, we still are listening to more stories and Akin Akin has a story to share. Um uh, yeah, sure. Um this was um, on a group chat I mean, a friend of ours. He said he, this is the exact message he sent to, to me. He says, My experience was worse, guy. They caught me one night at Lawrence and they beat the crap out of me. They said I, I was a cultist, but I killed three people some days before. They carried me as mother innocent people to the, the police station. They beat my sister and almost blinded my cousin. Almost had to do surgery. There was a guy that signed up from Yabatek that day. He was wearing his shirt. He signed out shirt. They collected his ID card. They beat him because he kept shouting. They had to come and bail me out that night from, um, from my house. And they took 10K. Um, one funny thing, that the lawyer that was called, um, I came to release him. Um, they threatened the guy and said they would rope him in as a ringleader if he doesn't go away. So that's the guy's story. This thing, uh, it's, I mean, it's pretty clear by this time that <laughs> our government they don't really care much. I mean, if you can't, I mean, look at the coronavirus. They're taking the, the money that was meant for palliative. They were stealing it and people were suffering. They doubled the tariff. Like, they just look at how they can make Nigerians, you know, live worse. And they do it effortlessly while they get richer. So, uh, I mean, they don't really have sympathy not something that, that, that exists in our government. They don't have, they don't really have the human part is almost dead at this point so a lot of time we're not looking for justice we're not looking for people to care much just let there be consequences for actions and clearly there isn't it's it's just pathetic to be honest and to imagine uh nigerians actually celebrated independence just the other day and you're left wondering i mean is, is this the freedom that everyone is happy about this is what i i think uber has has something to share Okay, hello guys. Um, so yeah, I have been harassed and assaulted by many of Nigerian police force on three occasions. And the first one goes way back to 2016. I was, um, I was driving from my parents' house to school because at the time I so happened to be an Uber um, driver. So I was using my sister's car and I was driving to school. I had a friend with me and next thing they pulled us over and they started with the usual questions. And next thing they wanted to check our phones. 
we submit, we give them our we give them our phones. They said we show them our ID cards that we were students and we were heading to school for my parents and and um, at some point one of them asked that they let us go, but um um another who I presume was their ringleader insisted that they were going to um, hold us back. And then they kept quizzing us. And next thing they asked us to, they asked me to drive behind their Sienna towards this. This what this all happened at Mount 12 here in Lagos. And they asked me to drive behind their Sienna towards the Corridor. And and so I kept following them. And at some point, when they when they probably realized they really couldn't get anything on us, they asked me to give them money to forward their cars. And I'm like, um sorry i do not have that money i just told you i'm a student and i cannot afford that money you're asking for and they, they pointed they pointed towards a little cash that was on my on my um gearbox space and they wanted it unfortunately the cash was wrapped in a list and i showed them the list and explained to them that um the cash was for that list after after a lot of them after a lot of um, um back and forth with them they eventually let us go that was the first incident. The second happened um, back in 2019, last year. Yeah? And um, I and my friend, we were headed to CAC office. We wanted to go make some inquiry on, on an issue we were having on business registration. And on getting to Yaba bus stop, just as we um, got off the campus shuttle, because we stay very close to Unilag, and just as we got off the campus shuttle, um, they, 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 they walked up to us and asked us to get into their bus. And we identified ourselves and they insisted we get into their bus. We got into their bus and they started quizzing us and we, we answered, we, we explained to them what exactly we were trying to achieve that day. We told them we were heading to CAC office and we had a couple of business to attend to over right there and they were really delaying us and they refused. So they, as usual, requested to as usual they requested to go through our phones and they went through mine and probably because i wasn't using an iphone or because i'm not using an iphone they returned mine after going through my mails and my messages they returned mine and they held on to my friends because his was an iphone and they started quizzing him on some conversation he had with someone on whatsapp because the conversation was about foreign currency and i was like is it now a crime to discuss um to discuss transactions of foreign currency with someone on on a chat and then they they insisted that he was a yahoo boy and they were not going to let him go and all of that and he kept pleading with them that he really did not have anything to do with all of that so they asked me to get off the bus but i insisted i wanted to know where they were taking my friends to and i kept on going i kept on going with them on the journey and I, they kept on picking up young boys harassing them beating them up in our presence and um, for some reason they didn't touch my friend maybe because i was still there because i later on um i realized they actually um manhandled him so we got to somewhere and they were they were fed up with my presence and they forced me out of the bus they told me they didn't have anything against me and that i had better get out of the bus now if i liked myself and i eventually got off the bus and at some unknown place towards a papa now aside aside um aside ruining our, our what we what we hoped to, to achieve that day 
it left me stranded at some unknown place. I had to, I had to find my way back to my back to um, my place, and then I started making calls to the parents of my friends to let them know what was happening. Eventually, my friend got back in the evening after they had extorted him. He narrated how they started beating him immediately. I got off the bus. How they took him to an ATM um, towards Orile, Orile Maitu, and got him to withdraw every single dime he had in his account before they let him go. That was the second incident. And then the third incident was where I eventually got brutalized. It happened at the same Yaba bus stop. I had just come out of Tejushu Mall where I went to um, get some things and I had just gotten into a bus to my to my destination and one of them walked up to me and told me to get off the bus that he wanted to meet me, that I should identify myself. Now, the funny thing was, this young man was not uniformed. And then I asked him, where exactly are you that I should identify myself to you? And then he was like, and then his, his colleague next to him was like, uh, you know, see me where we are uniformed, where they with them, um, where they ask him, be because in the way and I'm like sorry you're not the one asking me questions the person asking me questions is not uniformed I need him to identify himself I can't just meet a stranger asking me to identify myself and agree to do that and then next thing he um, he, um he, the the young man who was not uniformed got irate and started um and started saying all sorts of things they eventually got his ID card and flashed it before my eyes and when I explained to him that I actually did not see it because I was short-sighted, I, I I used glasses, and he just flashed something before me. He <laughs> he threatened to slap me that I was trying to um, snatch his ID card. That I, that I had the intention to snatch his ID card or so, make away with his ID card or something like that. And then in the in the midst of everything, I kept they they demanded to search my um, bag I was carrying. I let them go through it. And when they eventually went through it, they asked me where I was, I told them, and next thing they said, I have to go with them. And I'm like, sorry, are you arresting me? He said, he, who said, he was like, who said, who said anything about arrest here? And I'm like, so why am I going with you? You really need to tell me why I'm going with you. Because if you're not arresting me, then I shouldn't go with you. And if you're arresting me, you have to tell me on what charges. And then they, they, they went and um, commanded a bus and when the bus arrived, I called my mom. I called my mom and my friend and I told them what was happening. And while I was trying to tell my friend, while I was trying to give my friend the, the, the bus number, the license plates of, of the bus, um, one of them hit me from behind and bundled me into the bus, hit my head on, on, on the iron metals on the bus and kept beating me in the bus. It was, it was a very harrowing experience because yeah, I had experienced them twice, but I had never been at that point where I was brutalized and I was I was facing it at that moment. So I, I eventually succumbed to their to to all of their um harassment and I was in the bus and they were moving and then I realized there were two elderly uniformed men in the bus and they started asking me questions and the other guys told them how I was proving stubborn. And they said something very, 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 um, very, very saddening. Because for me, it was really saddening because it actually did, um, it, it, it hits differently when they said, it. they were like, after, after all your stubbornness, all those people 
um, who, who you were demonstrating for, which of them came to your rescue. At that point, it was very sad because indeed, it's what happens every time. I mean, people see this harassment going on, people watch this thing, and it's so sad that most victims no one no one comes to their aid like except your except your lucky your it happens before a good samaritan who is in who is um well positioned to actually question their actions so yeah all of this happened and then i started explaining to the elderly men in the bus exactly what had transpired and all of that and then one of them told them that I'd put some calls through and they realized i was actually trying i was frankly trying to get the names on their on their on their name tag and then they, they they eventually forced me out of their vehicle, instructing me that next time I should just cooperate and go with them. Now, all of these incidents happened, and since the since the last one, I have found it very, very, very difficult going to Yaba. I mean, I stay very close to Yaba. I stay at Akoka, and I have reasons to go to Yaba once in a while. But each time I think of it, I, 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 I develop PTSD, and I just think about to go through that trauma again because of that i hardly find reason or rather because of that i hardly can bring myself to to go to yaba even if it's so important and the few times i managed to go i literally hyperventilate the entire time i'm around there because i mean i feel like any of them could just pull up on me and the whole thing happens again i'm really i'm really really sorry for everything that you had to go through, I mean, for all the occasions that you had to face these people, I'm really sorry. And the fact that you can actually don't, you don't even have the freedom to move from, uh, from one place to some place that you really want to go, just because of the fear of being harassed by these people. I mean, that is so sad and so heartbreaking. I actually lack words to actually, you know, say, I don't, I don't really know. I think a lot, I mean, a whole lot needs to be done about the whole situation. And before we actually round up uh, this session, um, like a bio me to um, share experience and yeah maybe from there we can actually round round this up for the interest of time yeah okay so okay good afternoon everyone um a bio me so I would like to share my sad experience, which happened about um, three years ago. Uh, what really happened is that it was um, at Abekutago State. When I, I was, I'm still in school at then. So uh, me and my friend, we went to the bank, the Union Bank at Masheke, if, in case anybody might know Abekuta. So coming out of the bank, we went to send money to his mom. So coming out of the bank, uh, the sleep, I excuse the sleep and throw it away. So just five minutes after I'm throwing the sleep, the bank slip away. Then the SARS operative, they apprehended us in a red car. So they were like four in the car. So when they apprehended us, then they just bullied us into the car and start moving. So in the car, they were not asking, okay, uh, where's your house? What? What do we do? And he said, eh, tough, you boys. People are going to go and scam one client. You are going to collect money, this and that. It's transaction I went to do inside the bank. That where's my house? So I said, okay, 
my house is at uh, Okeleo. If you care to know where my house is, then the next thing is that, okay, and directors, let's go to your house. Then we start going to my house. So, in the car, during our conversation in the car, he asked me that, and he, he was asking that, who are we, me and my friend? So, I was telling that I'm a student, and my friend is also a student of National Pre University. So, he now asked that, okay, where is the, our ID card to prove we're a student? Then I showed him my ID card. Could you believe that in the car, when the car was still moving, he threw my ID card outside. <laughs> the ID card I showed him. Then he threw it outside. Then he asked my friend, that, where is his own ID card? Then my friend said, ah, he has no ID card with him presently. So they said, okay. So in the presence of guns and every other thing, my friend is already shivering. But due to me I'm participating in different protest and I'm, I'm somehow close to that experience of police brutality so i'm i'm still not afraid i'm like okay because I, I'm, I'm thinking that okay when when i get to my street people will know me people people won't let you take me away then we move on to my area on getting to my area because my street is not somewhere you can come in with car so you have to park your car at the junction then you trek into the street because it's so narrow so the SAS men now park their car at the junction and coming outside the car, in my presence, then they brought out um, um, SAS warrant and signed and filled it and signed it in my presence. So the SAS warrant that was meant to SAS my apartment was filled in my presence. So automatically, automatically nobody, nobody is reporting me. I'm not being reported or not, not you, you, you understand? Now, they gave me the uh, search warrant. Then I asked him, ah, what am I supposed to do with this search warrant? He said, eh, that search warrant to search your apartment. That's ah, okay, no wala. Let's go. Then, going down the street, because my house is somehow at the extreme end of the street. So, going down, I don't want people to start seeing me in the street like uh, I've done something bad. So, I was walking as if nothing really happened. So I was just trying to comport myself. Then one of the SAS men just shouts from behind, ah, see how you didn't walk, oh? you didn't walk like I said, we they escort you. Ah, are you a VIP or? Oh? So it was so absurd. Ah. So how should I walk? Should I be walking? Should I be crawling? So the, the SAS man now said, okay, come back here, come back here. No, they walk like I said, we they escort you. Then he used his hand to drag me by the belt. So I outside them to my house. On getting to my house, my landlady was outside. Then they asked my landlady, do you know this this young man? But due to the presence of guns, my landlady was afraid. Then she denied all true that she don't know what I'm doing. She don't know what I'm into. She just know that I came to rent house. Yeah, finish. So they left the landlady and asked, asked me to open my apartment. On opening my apartment, they met, they saw um, two laptops um, one flash drive, one modems, about three modems, uh, external hard drive, and one ebook reader. So they say, okay, very good, very good. We don't see evidence. You be yahoo boy, this and that. And I look at the man, sir, me, I'm not a yahoo boy. He say, hey, shut up. Then we move again back to the car, going heading to their office at, uh, at, at the best side. 
So, heading to the office now, in the car, we're now discussing, okay, in your house, we found this, we found this, we found this, and are telling me, you are not your boy, this and that. So I told him, now, apart from being a student, I'm also a motivational speaker. So, this ebook, uh, this ebook reader, I used to read books online. So I download books on it to read. This device is just meant for read. Which nonsense they tell me? Nobody waiting and they take collect money from Weibo with this. Nobody waiting they take follow your Weibo talk with this. Then I ask him, you can go through or uh, switch it on and check everything on it. You see that this is an ebook reader. And about the laptop, I'm as a student. I need laptop. I need all these things. I'm a student, so you, you shouldn't think I should be limited. I'm not limited to knowledge, so I have to start, I, I have to look for knowledge, I have to seek knowledge. So these are my tools, these are my gadgets. And it's not as if I bought it by myself. It's my parents that funded it. So what are you trying to come up with? But it's as my sister that, okay, you are a yaw boy. Just accept you are a yaw boy. Then the one that was driving in front, the one that was driving the car, was not telling me from, because uh, in the car, my friend, my already friend has already admitted, he has already been pleading guilty. Because he was afraid of God and all that, so he is already pleading guilty. Ah, God, please, ah, tap out justice, mercy, this and that. So they were. It's not like I'm the only one proving stuff on now. So this has this has guy was not telling me that guy. If we come down from this guy, I go beat you. So they you go fear. Then I'm I'm like ah, you go beat me for waiting. Ah, all right, let's get to the station first now. Now before I know, maybe he beat me or something will happen. So we keep we keep moving until we get to the gas station. So getting to the station, uh, the main building of the police station, they didn't they didn't ask us to go into the main building. Then they asked us to come one just one like a mini hall beside the police station. Not us to go there. So on going there, I first had an impression that okay, this this is something maybe this, this operation they are carrying on now is is not something they want. Uh, they are deeply to know about. So now I have my chances that okay, I'll, I'll try to make it difficult for them until maybe someone someone in the police station hear our voice, and the person goes to ask that okay, what's going on about there? So going to we, we sat down. They asked my friend to sit down. Then they pounced on me and gave me the <laughs> the beauty of my life. <laughs> so they beat me to, to stupor that day. So but during the beatings. You know, I told you I already have, uh, already have experience of police and, and brutality. So, during the beating, I was trying to make sure that I'm not down. Because due to my experience, I understand that if and if this house man, they are beating you, and you are down, you are gone. They are going to enjoy you. They will do a lot of things to you. They will start mashing you with their boots. So, I, I was making sure that I'm not down. So, if I'm falling down, I'm standing up again. I'm, I'm trying to... Talk myself to their standard. So one of them was now upset and said, Okay, you are a courtist. And I look in from your boy, now I'm courtist. You are a courtist. Hey, you are proving stubborn. You are beating you. You are even still dragging. You are not crying. You Then they asked me to move my clothes and they dragged down my trousers and search all through. Maybe I'm having tattoos. So when they were disappointed, I don't have any tattoo on me. They were searching, maybe I have uh, any scissors on me. They didn't find any. So they said, okay, and you don't have tattoo. 
But you are your boy. Which one do you belong to? Are you a Laura or are you a Ye or are you a Ye? Then I ask them, ah, what you just mentioned now, what you just said for me now, I'm hearing for the first time from you. I have no idea of what all this means. So the first man, okay, okay, we go, no, maybe you'll be caught. Have you not be caught? No worries. I don't share. No worries. You're too stubborn. No worry now. So during this, they say I'm still proving stubborn. Now they ask us to ask statements that how we are printed and how everything happened as you write our statements. So before I um, okay, before they ask us to write statements, another source, the salesman asked me again that okay, you say you be student, Abby. Oh yeah, where your ID card? Ah. So I'm not like I gave him my ID card in the car. You threw my ID card away. Now you're asking for another ID card. Did I pick the ID card you threw away? Or how did I want to have another ID card now? Then you say, hey, which time I call the ID card for your hand? Did they lie me? Which time is I call it? Oh yeah, what's it be your proof? Say I call the ID card for your hand. Then I I know that I can't prove anything. Really, that I can't prove I have ID card and this and that. So I just concur and I shut up. So they now ask us to write statements. Writing the statement, then uh, my friend was writing a perfect statement. He just write, he, he wrote what they asked him to write. So for me, I have this. I've I've heard from different students about this uh, SARS issue. So I know I know what's about to happen. So I just begin to write my life biography. So I wasn't writing any statement. I was just writing, okay, I was born in so-so year. I grew up, I went to solo primary school, and this and that. I, so when I finished writing the front page, I finished writing the back page. I, I asked the man that okay, I need extra sheets. So the man is not falling. It was so falling. Ah, are you mad? You need extra sheets. Now I saw you they write. Then I asked him, okay, bring with you there. I make I see. Then I gave him and he read through. He saw I was writing biography. So it's not like ah, I'm on this guy, they crazy. So now you say me you write with this. Then I asked him, ah, you say I have to write as introduce myself. And I should write about what happened. And I tell him, I'm still in secondary school in the biography. Uh, I'm not even get I'm not even reading to where I get to university and how you appreciated me. I'm still going to write it until when I get to 20 level. So this one I'm writing is too small. So the man just excused it and threw it away and told me that I'm wasting government mo uh, money. That that know the amount of government is using to print this paper. Now I'm writing nonsense. That gave me another one and say. This time around, if you write no sense, you are you are in soup. We finish you here. Then, the, that time around, one of them asked, "Okay, bring it. Let me guide him through the writing." So that one collected the pen and the sheet. He's now saying it's, it's now going to be a questionnaire that I'll be answering the question. He will be writing on my behalf. So we started. Then he was during the statement. Well, I asked him to admit that I'm a yaw boy. Now I said, "No, I'm not a yaw boy." But if you want to write it, write it in the statement that you said I'm the album is acceptable. Then you wrote it that I saw it. You wrote it that and they said I'm the album. So I accepted that one. Now, another thing was he said, uh, did, uh, did I know that uh, cyber crime is a cyber, cyber fraud is a crime in Nigeria? I said, I don't know. That I'm among the Nigerians that don't even know the constitution. So I don't know the law of the land. I'm just living like a normal citizen. So I don't know. You are just telling me now that it's a crime, and I'm admitting to you now that it's a crime. So the, he wrote it also the way I said it. So finishing the um, the, the the statement. Now 
I was seen on the floor everywhere littered with um, marijuana and different drugs like refnor and codeine etc on the on the floor in, in the hall which belongs to those sas men so i was upset that okay after this i'll pick up a case against those people after disturbing us for about five fifteen minutes doing nothing they want so, they, they have already planned it. Maybe that's their way. One of them was not replying. And, uh, see them, see them. They be small picking. Uh, look at them. No, more forgive them. More, more help them. Now, now, come down. Okay. How much? How much do you in a hand? More help now. More now bring 400. More now they go. Then I look at them and say, ah, 400,000 Naira. For what? Why should you bring 400,000 Naira? And then I'm going to bring 400,000. Uh, if people here now, DPO will go lock now, DPO will go grill. More of green, more of green, 400,000, more of go. I said, ah, sir, no 400,000 naira anyway. Then the man looked me. I said, okay, how much do I afford? How much do I get? I, so I lied that, okay, the money in my account now is 10,000 naira. And my friend also lied that the money in my account is no more than 20,000 naira. So um, unfortunately for us, they had our food. So they just go to our bank statement and our. Uh, uh, Bank up, so they check our account balance, and I was having over a hundred thousand naira. My friend was also having over two hundred thousand naira in his account, but the money was meant for our school loans. That was what the money was meant for. But when they saw this money, they insisted that okay, we are give us two hundred. Okay, no money. Out of and I told them that okay, this money you are seeing in my school, I belong to a union, so this money belongs to the members of that union. 10,000 is my own personal money inside. That's why I, I declared to you earlier that I have 10,000. So they insisted and they wiped my account. They left 1,000 naira, which is unremovable. That 1,000 naira, because my account is, you can't remove 1,000 naira. You, you have to leave 1,000 naira in the bank, in the account. So they wiped my account. They wiped my friend's account and asked us to go. So I was, we were sluggish to move. So one of them now called us back. They would get transferred. Oh, I go feel use waka. Okay, we don't get transferred. Oh, he gave us two thousand naira. Then going again, he called us back again. Ah, now we don't get money for. How now we take chop? Okay, look at the mother. So you even know that you have milkers. How we go chop really? So he said, okay, yeah, we don't take joint. So he had he added three thousand to the four thousand that to make it five thousand. Now our money, our money. Over 300 plus, they collected from us. They are not giving us 5,000. Okay, you can start from there. You can are big boys now. You know what to do now. And I will survive. So, we collected the 5,000. So, they were now advising us again that if you are even at the house now, we want to carry cab, no carry, no carry bike. We want to carry bike. On that side, we arrest now for Rodo. So, on moving outside the um, the station, another SARS now came again. Okay, we want to take my number. If any size cash now for Muna just call me so that I will tell them say we don't arrest now before. <laughs> so the whole scenario was just not adding up. So on getting home, I have, I have, an, I have an uncle who is, a, um, who, is, who, who, is, who is among the Nigerian army. So I called him that, okay, so 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 I've happened. And I want to take up a case. I want to make up a case against them. I want to make sure that I retaliate. I end their career. I have one person's number and I have a video because after, after that day, I called the person I gave us his number. I called that one so i called him to invite him 
for a drink. So all of them came with their ammunition. A secret camp. So he recorded them live. So I have the video, I have everything. So I then my uncle gave me the warning of my life that those are men, they just killed a colleague of his who is a soldier. That the moment they realized that he's a soldier, they killed him because they have already aroused him. So he told me that next time if I have an, an, an encounter with SARS officials, that's just know how to reduce the tone of my voice, as know how to talk to them because they are very dangerous and they have psychological problems. So their problem is not as if yeah, a physical problem, that their problem is psychological. So that's my story. So Okay, I think I'm not the only one who found this whole thing <laughs> funny. Wow, um, I above me, please consider taking comedy as a profession. Consider taking comedy as a profession. Wow, that's I finally feel like telling him to continue giving us the story. <laughs> I think we'll be rounded up here. Uh, Reno is not back, so I, we can't keep on waiting for her. So we'll just end it here. So, Tabby, the floor is open to you. Do, and it's... No, so, so before we actually end, Marianne actually saw this tweet uh, where someone had tweeted. I don't know who Bashir is. Uh, uh, he said he had tweeted... The Inspector General of Police, Mohammed Adamu, has ordered the immediate disbandment of the federal SARS special, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And this, I think this this is quite similar to what has what was tweeted like a few hours ago. And the tweet that I read before was um, from January, 21st January 2019. So that, that makes me wonder. So do you mean that this book actually said that they have disbanded this thing, but the SARS thing can keep on going on because this is 2019 and all these things have been happening again i mean we've been having recent kiddings are going on does this mean that maybe like three years later we'll still have people protesting again to say answers i mean what, what do you have to say about marianne or maybe anyone else here yeah, who, who, who has anything to say about that because it really leaves me with questions Okay, I think Nifem is on this call and I want because I've seen Nifemi's tweets since I want Nifemi to actually answer that question. So Nifemi what? Nifemi Sorry, what happened? <laughs> Why are you mentioning my name? Nifemi should actually answer the question. You heard what Tabi said. What do you think? Uh, what, what did she say? Like in the next few years to come, do you think we'll actually have protests about answers if yeah. they just like stop it? Like if like you saw the tweets the IGP did today, whereby he said if actually yeah, do you think? Uh, I I don't believe I don't believe whatever statement they released. First of all, um, second of all, I believe we we, we don't relent like this. Like, and we actually demand accountability and everything. Then in the future, we won't really need, see the need to have protests. But if we take this what they said today and be like, oh, they ended it almost. Mm -hmm. Next year, this time next year, we'll come out again. We'll protest answers. People will lose their lives again. And we'll have the same cycle over and over again. 
you know, get to be old generation complaining about the youth again. So basically, we shouldn't relent. All these statements they are giving until we actually see action, we shouldn't get off the roads, we shouldn't stop retweeting it and everything. So all this one is just audio ban. Because I posted a tweet on my status that was literally copy and paste of what the person said again today. Literally the same thing. IDP of police has banned us. Exact same thing in January 2019. Nothing has changed till now. Even October 4, remember, you guys remember that they released a statement about how they're taking them off the roads and everything. Did, did you guys see anything change between October 4 and now? No. So if we don't see any change, we shouldn't relent. We shouldn't be like, oh, let's wait for change. We should still keep complaining until we actually see the change. So yeah. Thank you for calling me out in public. <laughs> Uh, we actually heard it so actually i'm actually really me on this i feel all those tweets that then is just for like they're just shallow for that so it's not going to work they're not going to do anything they're just waiting for, they're just waiting for us to actually shut up then the whole sas continues and everything then the next three years we're actually back to square one we're protesting and sas and sas and sas so I don't know. We need to actually tweet. If you, if you know you can't go for the protest, simply use the hashtag NSAS. It's as easy as that. You know, because a lot of us are actually scared. Okay, what if they actually open fire and everything? Okay, fine. We understand it. But stay in your house. Then tweet NSAS. Let's keep on trending and everything. Because if you should look at it, we that are actually writing code and everything, we are at actually at a very high risk because when we can't you can't even go anywhere freely with your system at all because with the whole fear that okay what if they see, catch me on the road and okay what if i'm not earning like a huge amount of money like i'm just starting out and everything where, where do they want me to get money to pay them that kind of thing so i feel we're actually like at the receiving end here so i feel yes we actually need while well, the one that really need to actually like push this thing out like we need to actually answer us it is not helping us in any way just imagine you can't even say you want to go out like just through or go to a park to write code because when they catch you more well, you're going to stay in self for nothing so if you're listening to this call it's actually it's recorded so we'll be releasing it out and i'm going to talk every fucking human being like from buried downward you need to actually listen to it so if you see this way if you see the call kindly purpose push it out and thank you for joining the call um, i think okay doctor doc has actually left he has actually left he could have given the end but since I'm, he could have just given the whole closing remark and everything but if you actually missed the beginning of this call where he was actually talking man oil is in that man's head like oil is really really in his head so we'll be releasing the video also the recorded audio soon Probably Bolu, can we? I don't know if you can get it this week out. So we'll, they will release it. Then you could yeah, watch probably, it. Probably tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then we'll be releasing it and everybody could listen. Your opinions um, still, still matter. And for this month, we're not going to be having any podcast. We're not going to be having any written article. We're just going to be doing answers. Thank you for joining the call. You've been amazing. Like, the Chronicles would not be nothing without its audience. You guys will be. Don't worry, give away scoreboard soon on behalf of Bulu's Monisha. So, thank you very much for listening. Thank Are you, you for joining. The same thing with us. <laughs> thank you for joining. Yeah. Thank so, you so thank much. Thank you very much, guys. Thank have you. Thank you. Awesome week. Yeah. Thank you.